Welcome to Spring the Beacon with Ryan Rieger. Today we're playing Lego, and Daddy has other dice stay on my play Lego. Hey guys, welcome back to the Streams of Income radio show. I'm your host, Ryan Rieger, and today we are chatting with David Simons of Kingdom Social Media. This was just a call that Stephen Hibbert and I had with him, and it was so good. Uh, I said, David, let's stop. Let's rewind. Let's go back and tell me your story, and let's turn this into a podcast. And so that's what we did. It is awesome. He has an awesome story. In high school, he got uh, kicked out because he broke into the he hacked into the school's computer system, changed his grade from a D to a B in his English class. They found out about it, and uh, that really upset his parents. They were wondering, like, what in the world are you doing with your life? Uh, he's always been entrepreneurial, but he has an awesome story of God's faithfulness. And he lost his job and lost a major client not long after. And this is just, his story is very encouraging. Encouraged me, and I know it will encourage you, but there were so many golden nuggets that I learned. I took a ton of notes in this episode. But right now, he creates webinars for coaches, trainers, speakers, and consultants. He said something that was fantastic. It's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame, and that is in reference to he had a coach that helped him through his business and has several times through his business. But having somebody on the outside look in your business is super helpful because they can see things about your business that you can't see because you're just in it. But he has an awesome, awesome story. He's an awesome testimony to how good God is. I know you're going to love this episode. Here is my interview with David. David, welcome to Streams of Income, man. Thanks for doing this with me. It's an honor, man. Thank you for having me on. (laughs) So we met at Funnel Hacking Live for like 30 seconds. You had the coolest (laughs) backpack in the world. Uh, It was a light up backpack. And what did it say on the back? It said that, uh, are you a speaker or a coach? Um, we, well, I help speakers and coaches build webinar funnels, um, and then, uh, schedule a time to book. And then I had a QR code to schedule a call. It's beautiful. Very, very concise. That's what you need in business. You need to be able to explain really quickly what you do, which to be honest with you, Dave, that's something I've had issues with. Like, I feel like I'm doing so many different things. Um, and it's hard to explain when somebody asks me what I do. It's, well, I have a membership community for people helping them sell on Amazon. I have a podcast. I've written a book. Uh, Stephen and I, who's on this call with me, are starting a podcast network for Christians, for pastors, uh, folks like that who want to, you know, have a message on their heart, um, helping them spread the gospel. And so it's hard to. I, I need to get concise on what I do, but um, I, when I have fifteen things going on, it's kind of hard. I guess I need to be more like in context, like talking to the talking to a pastor. I guess I'd say. I have a podcast network. Do you have a podcast? We'd love to help you. But all right, let's talk about you. I love, I just loved your energy. I love, I saw the name on your business card, Kingdom Social Media, and I definitely want to hear about that. But I love hearing people's stories. So tell me just about you and how you got to where you are. Absolutely. Um, It's been a journey for sure. Uh, I grew up in a very strict household. My parents are from Ghana, West Africa, and um, Really, you have four options. You can either be a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, or accountant. That's all, all that's respected. And so I was on path to com- become an engineer. My younger brother was actually going to become a medical doctor. Okay. And um, I ended up 
not going down that path. In fact, in my junior year of high school, I cracked into the system and I changed my grade. And the purpose and the intent of why I changed my grade was good, but 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 obviously <laughs> it wasn't the best thing to do. Um, I changed my grade from a D to a B in English to kind of like impress my mom, right? And um, and and she definitely was not impressed, especially <laughs> after I got caught and I was then expelled from the school. Oh my goodness. High school. And you know, in junior year is your most important year of high school. Yes. <clears throat> I was expelled from the high school. I was expelled from not just the high school, the entire district. So oh, I had no. a completely different high school in my senior year, miles and miles and miles away from oh, where we God. live. And, uh, oh. you know, the pain that I brought to my mom's face was mm. unforgettable, right? She, she traveled, she came here um, as an immigrant education was her ticket so i didn't understand yeah. it at that time but the very thing that i disrespected was the very thing she used to get here yeah oh man <laughs> and, uh, we're, we're, I, you, right before we hit record you said you did it for a couple of friends and that's how and they told that that happened so did you at least were you entrepreneurial did you, did you at least get paid yeah, for did doing you charge it them? <laughs> did you charge them you know what? I should have, but no. Oh, I, man. I charged them. You could have Maybe told your mom, well, mom, I at least made $100. Come on now. <laughs> this is my new business. Right. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Yeah, if we were your friends when you were growing up, you would have definitely been in trouble. I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> we would have, David, we would have had a whole team of VAs, like, you know, crack, cracking into school system uh, <laughs> accounts and changing grades for people for a fee. That We, we would have made a lot of money. No. You know. <laughs> oh, All hilarious. right, sorry. Uh, yeah. Just uh, I love it. So um, I after after miraculously graduating from high school and miraculously getting into an engineering program, my first year at Sacramento State University was first year was was okay. Second year, I was like, I I hate this. I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Like this is not this is not my plan, and, yeah. and it wasn't my plan. It was my mom's plan, and so. I changed my major from, I literally wrote her a seven page letter because just to explain how mm. taboo it is in, in African culture and a lot of cultures, you don't tell your parents, no, I'm not going to do this. Mm. You know, like that was like a big, it might seem small to somebody else, but that was a big deal. So yeah. I wrote her this seven page letter because I knew I wouldn't get a word in. I said it to her, I give it to her to read. And she's yeah. like, what are you doing with your life? You're, you know, what have I done wrong? Like, where, where did I go wrong? Why are you doing this? Yeah. You know, switching into digital media. And at the time you understand that's a common phrase, common word today, but digital media back, back in 2005, 2004, when Facebook, MySpace, all that stuff was um, coming out. That was not a popular term at all. Nobody really yeah. understood it. And I was just kind of following passion. I left into I left my that major eventually went to um, digital media uh -huh. and um, started learning about I was already doing this for fun. I was helping my friends with their Facebook uh, pages, their uh, not paid, paid profiles at the time, profiles and then MySpace pages, you know, how you could customize them yep. and all that stuff. And I was using it. I was using marketing and I didn't know. I honestly didn't know that I was marketing. I was just utilizing these profiles and. And then it led to one opportunity led to another. I left California after graduating. I graduated in a recession, right? 2008 to 2009. So there weren't jobs. I didn't settle. A lot of my friends settled, said, I'm going to just work insurance. I'm going to get a job wherever I can. I said, no, nah, I'm not doing that. I, um, I held on. I had a, a student assistant job as um, uh, at the Department of Education where I was doing audio stuff. So I was in alignment with what I was um, 
you know, going to school for. But I got an opportunity, but the opportunity was across the country and mm. literally left California to work, to come to a company called TerraCycle. And mm-hmm. <laughs> you've heard of TerraCycle, they turn recyclable, uh, like things that are not traditionally recyclable into recyclable items like this cliff bar um, oh. into like, you know, bags and interesting and all kinds of cool stuff so yeah uh i left there to i left california to work for TerraCycle, and i was there for about four and a half years as the globe well eventually started at digital media manager and then grew to the global digital media manager where i managed 26 uh countries uh right. as well as digital marketing campaigns for craft frito huggies all the big fortune 500 cpg consumer packaged good companies. And uh-huh. I was a one man band. I was running literally an agency inside a company and nobody really was, this is the time when social media was like, they were starting to institutionalize it into, into companies. So I was creating processes, SOPs, all that, all that good stuff and helping wow. them grow, making millions of dollars through um, social media marketing. Wow. Yeah. Uh, how big did your company get as a one man show? Um. So, so, TerraCycle was at that time. It was big. It was about, I mean, fairly big. One hundred twenty-one people, uh-huh. um, and and then you were uh, working for them, right? I was working for them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but you had your own thing on the side. You were doing. Oh yeah, I start. So yeah, I started that on the side. Um, so that's how Kingdom Social Media comes into play. I start, and this is a pretty interesting. Every I feel like every every part of my life has a story, right? Yes. Every, every single part. Um, so, um, trying to think of the concise way to break it break it down so i was working um for TerraCycle, and but i've always had an entrepreneurial mind right so mm-hmm. from as you know with the grades and stuff it wasn't just that i, I also sold cds <laughs> in high school yep. right uh, the burn cds if you guys remember those uh-huh. some listeners will probably don't even know what cds are uh <laughs> you know <laughs> but i used to do that and um i was just an entrepreneur i had record labels christian rap la- christian rap labels all, all 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 this stuff um so I knew when I got the job with TerraCycle that I already had an exit plan to leave. My goal mm-hmm. was to leave in two years. But mm-hmm. I read this book called Caught Between the Dream and the Job by Del Toro McNeil. Changed my life and how- Okay, to- let's uh, say that again, because there's people are gonna be like, I want to hear, I want to get that book. Caught Between yeah. a Dream and a Job? Caught Between a Dream and a Job by okay. Del Toro McNeil. Del Toro? Del Toro. Del Toro Neil. Del Toro Neil. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. All right. I want to take a note of that. Put that in the show notes. That sounds like a good book. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a game changer for me. Um, it helped me with the transition mindset of how to, how to literally listen. And, uh, I knew it was my dream to have my own company and and do my own thing. And, and so two years in, I I didn't get it done. I thought I'd get it done in two years. It, Mm -hmm. It took about four and a half years, but I didn't actually do it on my own in my own power, my own strength, God really helped me through this process. So mm. I'll explain that because um, one of the things to understand, my wife, when I first uh, started, when we first got married, she was like, mm, I don't see you as an entrepreneur, right? She didn't see that, like, I didn't have the organization. I didn't have, I didn't have like clarity. She saw the business plan. She's like, what are you doing? This is horrible. <laughs> well, you're the visionary. Horrible. You're the right. Visionary, right. I mean, that's yeah. that's what a, a lot of entrepreneurs are. You don't really necessarily have all the details. You just have this big idea and this big dream. Um, right. That's, that's normal. Yes. I didn't see that at the time. I was like, I can't. I started doubting myself. I was like, mm-hmm. is that, am I really cut off for this? Mm-hmm. And um, and eventually what happened was um, I, I eventually was let go from TerraCycle. No real reason. Did wow. great work for them. Excellent work for them. But it was the push I needed. 
Yeah. I had a coach. I hired a coach, and I always recommend to the, recommend people that are looking to transition from a job hire a coach. So mm-hmm. uh, I hired a coach that was helping me with this transition process, and for me, mm-hmm. it was a stretch at that time financially to make this investment. And I and I um, the coach was like, "David, you're getting too big for your job. It's time for you to leave." I'm like, "No, that's crazy. I'm not leaving, man. I got I got a wife. I got responsibilities." Yeah. And he's like, "No, you need to leave." And and so I, t- I was ready to fire him. Like I tried to fire him, but he had a clause where I couldn't fire him and I had to pay him his money. So in the contract. So I was like, oh, dang, I can't fire him. And then he said, you know, you know, said to me, um, why don't you ask your wife what she thinks? I was like, she I already in my mind, you know, from this is from four and a half years ago being married. I, I, I knew no, nah, she's she's not going to see me as an entrepreneur. I tell her what I'm going to do. And she says, um, I believe you. I believe in you. Mm, I believe in you. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah, I support you. God has put you put this on your heart to do it. Mm-hmm. I, I I I support you in it. And mm-hmm. gosh, you know that that whole it was a complete shift from what she had said initially. Yeah. And the reason why, and, and for the listeners, the reason why that happened was she saw the grind. So so I was working for TerraCycle, but the last six months that I was working for TerraCycle. I was coming in, I was working on my business from, I was working on Kingdom Social Media from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. in the morning. I was commuting 8 a.m. to 9, maybe taking calls, things like that. Was I got into the office from 9 to 12, I was working on the job, being diligent with the job. 12 to 1, I was taking appointments. 1 to 5, I was on the job. 5 to 6, I was commuting back home, taking calls, doing all those things. 6 to 8, I was having dinner. 8 to 12, I was working on the business. Wow. That was my life. So working on the business three hours in the morning, an hour at lunch, an hour on the doing some calls on the way back home as you're in the car, and then again after dinner. Wow. Okay. So yeah. um, my friend uh, Dan Miller, he wrote the book Forty Eight Days to the Work in Life You Love. It sounds very. There's probably a lot of the same similar things that that's in that book, caught between a dream and a job, in Dan's book. I would imagine some of the same similar stuff. He's a career coach. Yeah. Uh, tell me about um, what that because there's a lot of people listening that want to have that that business yeah. they want to start the business but they feel i'm too busy i got a full-time job um and i know everybody's lives are different you know somebody with that has a lot of kids or a lot of other responsibility it is tougher but give me an example of what you did during those it probably wasn't things like necessarily like working on the website making all that pretty i'm I imagine it was things that are driving, you're moving your business forward. So what are, give me an example of those tasks that you did during those, during those times that, because it's easy to be busy in a new business, but not really doing anything to get it forward. Um, So if you're on calls, you're probably talking to potential clients, but give me an idea of what the, what those tasks were when you were splitting your time between your job and your new business. Great, great question. So I was, I'm, I'm a natural follow-up type person. So I was, I was uh, outside work. I would go to networking events. Mm. I would go to chamber of commerce events. I would go to, so I'm following up with people set setting, uh, setting up calls. Wow. Uh, I was, um, you know, co- connecting with people, building, building relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding, finding vendors and things to help us support the clients that we were getting. So there was one case where, and this kind of helped facilitate the transition process where I, I also joined Toastmasters. Mm-hmm. So the, the largest speaking free 
speaking organization to help people get better at public speaking. Yeah. And one of my mentors in there gave me an opportunity to speak to his group of automotive um, shop owners. Okay. And um, I spoke to them. I, I didn't know. And this is why I'm still working. And uh, it was like, he's like, Dave, they loved you. You did such a great job. They're like, what, what off, what offer do you have for them? I didn't come for with an offer. I just came to do the presentation. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know. And wow. so literally he was like, yeah, put something together. So I put something together. Um, and within that moment, um, I signed on five clients in one day. Oh right. So it was just like mind blowing, you know, because now I've got, so some of that time was also fulfilled, getting my systems in order, mm-hmm. um, hiring and, and, and getting, getting talent that can help me support. Cause I'm still working. I'm still yeah. running a pretty big operation at work. Yeah. And so you were so, doing social media, your offer was managing the social media accounts for these auto, auto yeah. owners, auto yep. shop owners. Okay. Yep. All right. Yeah, yeah. And some, a little bit of a little bit of ads too, a little ad spend as well in there. Okay, but uh, yeah, yeah, running running those two things simultaneously, and um, <clears throat> it was it was a challenge. That's why so that's why I was also working that much because I had to make sure that the you know the pipeline of stuff was coming in as well yeah. as taking care of the opportunities that that we mm. were. In. So, so you had just probably splitting your time between getting new business and serving the clients well that just came in yes wow exactly Exactly. yeah that's amazing yeah yeah and there's so many different directions we can go steven do you have any questions real quick well and on anything i'm I'm writing a lot of notes because it's a very similar trajectory from i I think me personally but a lot of entrepreneurs you're starting a job you have a passion at some point there's a conflict mostly with parents or spouses that kind of direct you it is interesting though that your wife said you're not an entrepreneur from the beginning i'd like to circle back to that why like how long were you married when she said that and why do you think she said that great question so um we are married uh at that point probably six months in Uh um and 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 that's that's our marriage story is a whole nother podcast right that's a crazy a god or like crazy story <laughs> you, you won't believe it like like, <laughs> like so i'll put it like this this is gonna leave intrigue our marriage was like and, and this is gonna sound crazy our marriage was like a prearranged marriage by god not not not, not, not your not, parents not parents, not parents. <laughs> I, i'm like i know that's gonna sound crazy but not, like so i'll pin that there but 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 um basically so we didn't really have that rapport. She didn't know me to the level that you normally mm-hmm. do when you get married. Um, and 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 to her to her uh, credit, like I I could see why she didn't see the the certain things. And, and and as you as you talked about Ryan, like the visionary, I am definitely a visionary. And she's if if she was to be in business, she'd be an integrator. She's more mm-hmm. of the detail person. So those yeah. tell people will see all the things that are not clear and a visionary people might not have all the details in order yeah um so yeah so she didn't see it and um and actually that was that's kind of it actually helped me in a way it wired me to like i'm gonna show you i'm gonna show you you know yeah, like <laughs> uh, yeah, i'm yeah. through to you and, and we're, i'm gonna turn you into a believer and, and that's that's what <laughs> did happen now she's my, wow. my biggest supporter and and when i when i got let go from um corporate america you know i was scared to tell her like you know that I've been terminated, mm. and I came home. I never forget that train ride, and and I come home, and I'm like, um, I've been 
let go. And she was just like, congratulations. <laughs> you always wanted. I was like, what? Wow. Like, it threw me for a loop. So she's, she, uh, shout out that's to awesome to come home to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. can you, do you remember approximately not, don't tell me dollar amounts, but yeah. percentage wise, how much, um, income you were making in the new business compared to your job at that Great point? Great question. 60% of what I was making, uh, I, I was making 60% in my business. And I always tell entrepreneurs, if you make over 50%, that's a good time to try It's time to transition because yes. you don't need the full, like some people say, replace it or double it. Well, right. if you can do this on a on a very you know, part time, you know, part time basis, imagine what you could do with full forty hours. You know, yes, plus. exactly. That's exactly what Dan Miller says. He actually says, yeah. uh, if you can get to fifty percent, that's um, that's a point you can think about. Um, I mean, of course, pray about it, and you know, the Lord may have you step out in faith at twenty percent. Right. Um, but he said at fifty percent is where you should be able to equal a hundred percent after because you'll get all that time back that 40 hours yep yeah that's exactly. so cool yeah. so what is what was that like when you walked in and she was giving you all that support do you remember like that next day like how you um did you take some time off to chill or were you like oh crap i i've got to make this happen and did oh. you just get down and do you, do you remember what the, that those next few days were like oh yeah never forget <laughs> so um it was it was surreal right because it was like this is my dream i didn't plan for it to happen like you know god always doesn't, doesn't give it to you the way you thought it you right. wanted to be Tell like me about like it, you know <laughs> i'm like okay i went down to my basement like put this little plastic table uh, down there like and i put a little my my computer and i'm just like okay now i'm a full-time entrepreneur <laughs> oh my gosh and i just remember just uh -huh. plugging away plugging away at work and and was because again you know from the strict upbringing um jobs were very important so i never told my mom for like i want to say five months i okay. just i acted like i never told any of my friends i acted like i had a job everybody okay. would be so and i didn't want anybody to distract me because i yes. knew i needed to focus yeah i needed to give it my all and so most people were like, yeah, how's work? Oh, yeah, work is great. Yeah, that's good. You know, working hard, you know, like, like, yeah. and so I focused in on the business. And I, I want to tell this story because this, this is where I had to learn that God was, I had to have God involved in my business. So, mm. and this is kingdom social media was birthed from Matthew 6, 33, right? Seeking first the kingdom of God and all these things should be added unto you. And I realized that okay that's one thing to say it okay david how do you live that in the business i had to learn that yeah and so what what ended up happening was you know i got let go right and then two weeks later the, one of my automotive clients i lost an automotive client they were they were 60 about over 50 percent of my revenue that mm -hmm. one client i wow. lost them in one so I, here you go from losing a job and I barely got any kind of severance check. So I'm not, not really getting any money from them. And then I'm also losing my biggest client. Wow. I was in a panic. I'm not gonna lie. I was nervous. I was in fear and yeah. worried. And I cried out to God and I asked God for help and just like, what do I do? And the thing God dropped my spirit was, was really interesting. He said, David, you always knew how to trust me when you had a job. It was easy for you to trust me when you had a job because you knew there was a consistent flow, this direct deposit coming in every other week. Yeah. Now that you have a business, you need to trust me just like you trusted me with your job. That's so good. And and he said, he said, 
I know you're the one doing doing the work in the business, but you still need to trust me that I am the one that's in charge of this business. And and it, it made so much sense. I was just like, okay, God, I submit my business into your hands. Mm. And and from that moment, literally that moment, there was a shift that happened. And I I went to work because you know God's not gonna just just run the business for you, right? So you, you still got to do the work. But yeah. now I had to understand I am I am He's the real CEO. I'm I'm a, I'm I'm underneath him. And and what ended up happening was he recommended me to just do some outreach. I was doing outreach to past um, contacts, my email, and I hit up one of our past clients that we helped while I was working with TerraCycle, and um. And they said, you know, Dave, you hit me up. This is perfect timing. We have a project that we need support on in digital marketing. Um, it's in stem cell, stem cell therapy. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, we, we can handle that. Mm-hmm. That project was five times as much per month as the client I had just lost. Wow. wow. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, oh, I was just like, so it, it, oh. it humbled me to remind oh, me. Of, yes. Wow. You know, and I always need those reminders and not like, oh, I, I got it yes. now. Like you need to know, like, have you had, uh, have you had times like that since maybe not the exact same type of yeah. situation uh, where, but a drop in a client and you're like, oh man, you, that fear starts to come up again. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And oh, you yeah. go back to that time and you remember God's faithfulness in that moment. And it gives you like, okay, he's got this. He does. Yes. That I definitely, another one in 2016, right? Like uh-huh. uh, this is about, um, so I left 2015, about a year and a half later, um, I had $16,000 in unpaid invoices from clients. And mm-hmm. I'm like, how am I going to take care of me and my team, all the things that need to be yeah. taken care of. And things were just all just, I, I couldn't have, I couldn't have prepared for it. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't know what I could have done to, to, to make that a better situation. So God said, look inside. And so um, I, I thought about the story of the woman with the um, uh, the oil and, and with uh, Elijah the prophet, uh-huh. and he asked he asked her, "What do you have in your hand, or what do you have in your house?" And it, it was the same thing experience. What do you have inside of you? And I said, "Well, I'm pretty good at social media lead generation. I created a course around social media lead generation, okay. and I pre-sold it. I sold ten thousand dollars worth of courses without it. creating a course." And I love it. That's one of my tricks. I love it. That's great. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> that was a game changer for me. I never, that wow. moment of like, and we call it monetizing our minds, you know, like that moment was a, a shifter for me. And, and again, I got to see God's hand because it showed me like, you don't, you don't need, you, you, you think that you think that other things are your source. Like you have everything God has given you inside of you. You just mm. need to tap into the treasure he's put in the, inside yes. of you. Oh my goodness, Dave! This is so 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 good. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh man. Um, do you still have that course? Is that still selling? Uh, it, it is. I, I do. I still have that course. I don't. I don't push it out there. It's, it's called Social Media Lead Generation Academy. But I don't really. Um, you know, it's the thing of you know, as you know, social media it changes, it changes. so so much. Sure. So it's. I, yeah. I have, but I don't. I don't sell it because there's a lot of a lot of changes that. Yeah, they probably need to be updated. Yep, for sure. Yep. Um, man, Steve, anything you want to jump into there? Like, I feel like I want to talk about. Um, I've got about 15 minutes left or so. Um, but I, I want to hear about what kingdom Current social business. media is. Yeah. Um, and how, what that what because i'm sure they'll bring some more questions so i guess tell us about king of social media um and how that was it named that right at the beginning have you always called it that yeah yeah awesome yeah. and have you so, pivoted since like are you um 
did you have you started like helping everybody and now you're niching down or tell me about what your business looks like now yeah absolutely so we started as as you mentioned like everybody we just helped everybody automotives and i i, I realized you know what this is not gonna work long term so mm -hmm. I, I said you know what i and for me i have to do something that um and i have to work with uh industries or things that i'm passionate about like i can't mm. just i just just the way i'm wired i can't do it like literally yeah. can't do it like there's nothing so, wrong with the auto shops that's just not I, your it wasn't your passion i don't know yeah you got it so i um i changed my focus to help speakers trainers coaches and consultants experts and 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 this is before that even got popular right like, i got really popular but, yeah. but i was doing it from a place of I thought about like who's the people that have made the most impact on my life yeah well said the zig ziglers of the world yeah the, the, the jim Rohns, the lefts browns the you know all these motivational speakers and i'll say well if i could just help the impact makers make a bigger impact mm. that would be fulfillment mm -hmm. for me and i get to hear their content and, and all that stuff so that's what we do today we still help um experts coaches consultants uh to create um, webinars that help them to generate leads and sales online. And the reason why we use webinars is because webinars are the fastest way to build trust online. I mean, mm -hmm. well, a live video is the fastest way to build trust online and webinars yeah. are those ways. Okay. Um, so, and is it, so it's primarily webinars and not like their social media accounts. Correct. We got away from managing social media. Okay. We got away from, oh, we can do it. And sometimes if a client really begs, really pushes, we'll, we'll yeah. do it. It's not our it's not our core focus. Yeah. Our core focus is the webinar piece and, and included in that is we run the ads, we create the presentations, we help with offer creation, we help our clients slide by slide build out their, their deck, um, design every element that they need for the webinar. The That's awesome. Um, I definitely I'm probably after we hit record or after we end this record, I'm going to just talk to you more about this specifics because that might be something that, you know, we might be interested in. Um, but tell me about the um, that pivot. Like, yeah. how did you realize going from helping everybody with social media down to helping just coaches, consultants with webinars? Like, can you describe the, the circumstances that caused that uh, or just what how did you? pivot that direction i want to sure. tag on to that too and i i think it's a yeah. two-part question the avatar like the customer avatar as one piece of it yeah. and then also like clarifying from getting away from social media and knowing like the webinar piece like both the right. the who and the what yeah when did true. that come about to clarify both of those i love it you guys ask some amazing questions so um the first i say the first phase was um you know just realizing man i have to learn about um all these different industries and you know to be really proficient you got to really do this but i was like there's no there's no system it's not systemic like how do i create this into a system it's not mm -hmm. it's not working that not way. across multiple industries right. is, okay yeah with coaches and consultants there's a framework even if it's a different um type of coach or a different type of consultant there's still a framework we follow for experts mm -hmm. so i realized that and so, and, and, and I'll, I'll have to shout out coaching, right? Because I, I got coaching and I still believe in coaching. I've always um, invested in coaching, even, mm -hmm. you know, like I mentioned when I transitioned from the job. Um, and so first I worked with um, Perpetual Profits, um, a, a guy named Paul Xavier really helped me. They helped me in, in really clarifying on niche, right? So that was, mm -hmm. that was key in that transition. 
<laughs> so was it just them asking you questions and you like internalizing and thinking about it that okay yeah exactly so so they really you know they drilled into our heads that niching is you got a niche the riches, yeah. are, the riches niche. are in the niches do you feel yeah, like yeah. if you were starting over right now uh, do you feel like um because I, I, it seems like a lot of people start broad and then niche down um right. do you think it's best to niche down immediately or do you feel like you need that experience of going broad getting a bunch of clients first uh learning even how to do this and then deciding where to go like if I was brand new and wanted to start a social media agency, would you right. tell me to niche down immediately or start broad, learn a little bit, and then see who you want to work with? Great question. I think most people would tell you to niche down for from the beginning. I would actually counterintuitive. I would I would definitely start broad. You got to eat survival. You know, yeah. like just be honest. And it may be different. Like if I have a full time job and I'm not really right. depending on this, maybe then you go right down to the niche. But if you yeah. if you're like I need to I need this business to feed me and my family, right. yeah, then maybe you just look for clients anywhere you can get them. <laughs> Absolutely, anywhere you get them, anywhere you know you're looking for case studies and anything you can show your work. So. So that's, yeah. that's what I would do. And, and um, yeah, yeah. I would, I'd probably be connecting with guys like you. Cause I'd be like, Hey David, I'm just starting. I'm hungry. Um, I mean, literally I'm hungry and I'm hungry cause I want to make this business work. Do you have, do you have <laughs> people that are, <laughs> do you have people that are coming to you that aren't a fit for you that you can pass off to me? Um, I'd be building those types of relationships with right. other, because we were at the, at the funnel hacking live with you. Right. And Steven and I went to the session with Stephanie Blake. Mm. Um, of, she wrote this book, Owners. And oh. she talked about um, how she has a social media agency and mm. they started broad and now they only work with chiropractors. So I'd be building relationships with people like her and say, hey, Stephanie, who are the people that are contacting you that you know are not yeah, chiropractors? Send them over to me. I, I need to right. eat. <laughs> so, there you go. That's but, okay. yeah. but back to like, you. Um, yeah. Okay, so, so the, the pivot question from uh, pivoting, uh, how you decided and, coaching was the big thing. Yeah. Um, is that the answer to both the coach, the, your coach helped you niche down in the topic uh, of yes. the, the client and the, and from social media management to webinars? Great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yes, the coaching was the very big part of it, the first phase and in the second phase, but also analyzing um, so the second level of coaching, so shout out to 2X, um, 2X Mastermind that I've been a part of. Um, they really helped me to, we took an inventory of like all the services. Mm. And uh, this is like about two and a half, three years ago. And um, we looked at all the things that we were doing. What was the most profitable? Mm. What helped the clients get the most impact? Um, what was... Uh, easy to do easier and relatively to de to deliver on and we looked at it and we said well this and this this the webinars met that met those criteria oh, so, so that's one of the things that you were doing in digital marketing and you were right. able to step back and just go let's look at the analytics to see what has the biggest so profitable you looked at profitability the impact it was making and how easy it was to deliver that's an awesome test right there yeah. for anybody listening to decide if where to drill down I think that's a, a benefit of doing wide. I mean, we yeah. talk to a lot of people and give a lot of different advice. And sometimes I do say niche down and sometimes I do say go wide, depending on where they're at. Right. But I think this is the huge benefit of going wide is you, you really get to understand the customers. That's you get right. to find who you like to work with and who you don't, which is a huge eye-opening experience. And then I think if you get to the point where you've done it long enough, you can look back at your own analytics and then go, what is the thing that I'm best at? 
yeah. one is even uh, the most impactful for my clients. And then you get to hone both of those, the who and the what you're doing. But it's very interesting that you had it from a coach perspective. I think it's uh, me. I'm always like internalizing looking, yeah. but I look back and go, oh, yeah, I should have had a coach through a lot of this. I mean, I tell Ryan at times where I was just like, if me and you even would have talked about this, it would have gone in a whole other direction. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm internalized, I just go, I'm done with this, so I'm going to burn it and bounce because I am the visionary. But I think like bolting yeah. that stuff to my business or at least refining to like make it into a solid business would have been a much better call. So I'm always jealous of people like you that were like, oh, you took a second and thought about it? <laughs> you know, I, I, I respect that. You know, one of the, the principles that I live by is that and, and a, a, a quote that I, I heard from one of my Del Toro, who's was, was a client and, and, a, and a friend. Well, he's and a client of yours, too, and wrote the book that you read. That's a whole nother story. That's oh, my goodness. Did you read the book prior to? I read the book prior to, to meeting. That's so him. awesome. Wow. I mean, like I tell you, that that's that's a crazy story. Uh, one day I have to break that down. But um, <laughs> so so in, he says that it's hard to it's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. Yes. Mm, yes. You know, so so that's the mindset I always have. Like, I know there's things I'm not seeing just because I can't see them. You need the outside eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I always say it's hard to read your own label. Yep. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I love that frame, but I like that one too. Yeah. It's hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. Wow. How, so how long ago was this change? And mm -hmm. did you see like rapid growth after this refinement? Yes. So that changed about two and a half, uh, about two and a half years. We switched to just like really hone on webinars yeah. and we saw a drastic change in, um, in revenue because when you when you specify and you're special specialized it also you can increase your your rates and cost your fees right so it was you know so give you context right so we were we were um for normal ad services we're charging 1500 a month right which is pretty standard uh, across mm -hmm. most advertising agencies but with webinar um services because we're doing so many different pieces and we're focused mm -hmm. in on webinars it's three it doubled 3k a month right uh -huh. so um, and is that like a one-time fee because the webinar is over at a point do, or does right. it, are they, are these people that are constantly doing webinars? Great question. So we just have a package now of, of, of a three month package that has everything in it for 12 K and it just has every single point. And that's three webinars. So if we do the webinars over three months, usually it takes about three months yeah. to do three webinars. Cool. And, um, yeah. And then some clients just continue to keep going on and we just yeah. keep going. Is this, is this the I only thing that you do like as far as business wise? Us not. We still do. We still run ads that are not webinar focused. Mm -hmm. uh, we have some clients that you know want to want to do other things, opt ins and things of the nature. So we'll we'll take those on. Sure. Uh, we do some LinkedIn marketing as well because we okay. do, LinkedIn LinkedIn is, is is valid. We we don't really push that we do these things, but we yeah. we do them. And um and then the other piece that I I, I am also a coach as well, so mm. I, I I coach people in how to build their premium online programs. So taking that those like we talked about those ideas, just like back when I, in 2016, how do we take that put into a process and create a premium online what we call premium online programs? So mm. that helps deliver value for people. So those are the two main focuses. White Glove Webinar, we call it, it's called White Glove Webinars and Premium Online Programs are two main offerings. That Premium Online Program, is a, are you mostly doing it through memberships? Um, more so, so it's like, so it's like a cohort style. So we'll have, we'll have a group, it's a group, a group model, group coaching model. Okay. We'll have, you know, five to 10 people at a time in, okay. our, in our cohort. But um, there's no, uh, what's the length of that? Uh, three months. Oh, so that is also three months. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Is, well, have you thought about dragging that out longer and having a membership piece of that? Yeah, that's okay. that's that's yeah. We're built. We actually building out an evergreen version of it right now. Yeah, nice. I want yeah. more information about that, David, because as Stephen and I are, um, I don't know if you would that be for somebody who's trying to build an agency. Would that be an option? Um, uh, agency wise, it's it's more of it's more of taking and building um, programs that would help somebody to. Um, I wouldn't see it as an agency option more. I'd see it more as um, like a like a program or a course. It, it okay. falls more in line with that. Got it. Because we have that podcast network we're kind of in the infant stages of. We got like three clients right now. Um, yeah. And so definitely looking for, you know, at some point probably looking for some mentorship on somebody that's already been down this road of creating. Because yeah. it, essentially the podcast network is kind of like an agency because we're yeah. going to be editing their podcast for them, uploading it for them providing a membership for them to help them with their YouTube channel, Smart. maybe some fate, maybe some social media stuff. Yeah. Um, we're, yeah, we're doing it right now, trying to figure it out. So let's um, get a couple minutes left here. Dave, what advice would you give for people getting started? Um, you've been down the road and uh, been very successful. I love your, I'd love to have you on again for sure. Oh, Cause there's oh. uh, a lot of things we could go deeper. And I'd love to hear your story of how you got your author, a, <laughs> on yeah, as a client um, but yeah. um, what advice for new folks uh yeah. starting business i would say the best advice was the advice that was given to me and i still hold to this i'm so grateful i learned this in my first year that we as entrepreneurs um all and i that's that's your experts that your coaches that your agency owners all of us we are farmers right and mm. and and good farmers understand that good farming happens in seasons and and one of the lessons i learned was that whatever you do in january february march you don't always see the result of that until april may june so a lot of times people will think oh i'm working hard and i'm not seeing any result well well can you have plant a tomato today and get it tomorrow <laughs> you know no. like it doesn't work in nature it doesn't work in business and god created these mm -hmm. principles that apply so seed time and harvest is a principle that applies to everything so yeah. when i learned that i was like okay so if i want to have a good april um i need to have a great january and mm -hmm. and then and and then um, to keep that momentum. So here's what happens. And sometimes, man, things are really going great. And then you stop in in June and and you don't feel it in July, August, and September. Uh, September. It's October. Like, oh, man. So if you're having a struggle season in October, go look back in June, right? So, so that is the principle I live by that we don't control the um, harvest. God does. But we do control um, the amount of seed and how much watering we can do. Mm. So we can, we if we continually sow seed and we continually yeah. water, we will continually have a harvest in our businesses. Wow, I like that. That's I like so that. good. Okay, you got to come back on because I want to talk more about all of that stuff. I could go, we could go deep in the spiritual stuff. Yeah. Um, but David, this has been fantastic. Uh, totally unplanned to turn this into a podcast episode, but I'm glad we did because. Um, this has been awesome. Thank you. I, I have one last question, and I think maybe thinking of Ryan's audience, um, yeah. I know there's always like the emotional piece of starting a business, scaling a business. For you, when you were making those decisions of like going from helping everybody to focusing in on or even like quitting your job, were those exciting experiences or scary times? And 
Yeah. Do you think because of the coach and the faith, it was much easier for you to go through those periods? Yeah. Um, I, I always say it's a mixture of emotions. You've got the highs of it, right? <laughs> and there's this, this, oh, man, I'm going to be my own boss. And then the lows of it, wow, this is humiliating. I was just fired, you know? <laughs> you know? And then, and then you've got the highs of, like, I, I was really making great money working with this niche. Now I'm going to work with a niche that doesn't maybe have as much money, but I have more impact. Like, mm. you know, so there's, it's never like okay. I was, one of my mentors is also Myron Golden. Um, mm-hmm. And he, uh, he always talks about everything is two-sided. You never seen a one-sided piece of paper, mm. you know? So, so mm. the same, same thing applies is there's always going to be that duality of the highs mm. and the low, hopefully highs on both sides, but there's usually, yes. there's usually both. That's so good. All right, David, nice, thank you. you so much. Let's have you back on anytime. You let me know. And if you ever got something like you were uh, you're doing your premium online program, uh, turn that into a membership. You have any new updates about what you're doing? Just ping me, man. And I'll have you back on and we'll do an update. But I, I definitely want to go deeper with you in some of this stuff. Here's some of your other stories awesome. because this has been enormously valuable to me and I know to my audience. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Stephen. Truly appreciate you both. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Bye-bye, everyone. See you next week.